How is it going everybody? Welcome back to Social Media Marketing School. For those of you that are new here, I'm your host, Ethan Bridge, and I just want to start off by saying thank you all for tuning in. Now, I have been creating carousels on Instagram for around 106 days straight now. So I think it's safe to say I've learned a few things along the way. I've made the mistakes, I've done some good things, but there are a lot of things that I've learned that you can learn from. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about different mistakes you need to avoid making when creating Instagram carousels. So I've just got six quick tips to talk through and without any further ado, let's just dive straight into the first one. And the first point is do not write too much. Do not use too much text in your post. You've got to remember that with a carousel, you have 10 slides. That's quite a lot of slides to fill and quite a lot of information that your audience could potentially take in. So you need to be feeding it to them in drips and drabs. You can't just go all out, full on pages of text every single slide. You have to have a cover slide. Obviously, that's going to be your slide one. That is going to be what draws people to your carousel in the first place. And then your final slide is going to be a call to action slide, whether that be you ask them a question, send them in the direction of a paid product you may have, get them to visit the link in your bio, you name it. But those eight slides in between, it's still a lot of space to put across your message. So you need to be feeding it to them slowly. One page on your carousel shouldn't take more than eight to 10 seconds to read in my opinion. Anything longer than that, and you're keeping too much of that audience member's time. Because you've got to think about it this way, people are just scrolling through Instagram, quickly consuming content. They look at something, if they like it, they like it, they scroll on. Next post, if they don't like it, scroll on, scroll on. If you want to grab someone's attention for a long period of time, you've really got to keep them hooked. You can't just have that second slide be, wham, a Harry Potter novel on the first slide of your carousel because that is gonna make them lose interest pretty much straight away. You've gotta be thinking, right, how can I feed them this information? How can I keep them hooked until the end of this carousel? So the way I like to do it is keep them hooked between slides two to six and then like seven, eight and nine or just eight and nine that is where I provide the value. That is where I go in and give the real information. But up until those slides, I'm just feeding them information. I'm feeding them problems that they may be relating to. I might be saying, do you struggle with this? Or have you experienced this in the past? And they're thinking, right, I relate to this. I need to keep reading on because the problem solution at the end is definitely something that I can learn from. So until you reach slides eight and nine, you really don't wanna have much text at all. Eight to 10 seconds, per slide map is what people should be spending on your post. So, short text to keep them hooked, slides eight and nine, that's where the value is. That is where you can have a little bit more text because if you're providing all the value there, obviously there is going to be a little bit more to talk about because that is where you are delivering on your promise. But until then, all you need to do is keep people hooked to your carousel. And to do that, you do not want much text at all. So tip number one, don't use too much text in your carousels. Tip number two, please make sure that every single post you make relates to the problems of your audience. You should know what problems your audiences have. 
you should be asking them in your stories. You should be asking them in your posts. You should be looking at comments. You should be looking at your DMs. It's often that people are going to tell you what they struggle with. And when they do, that should instantly be something that you go, okay, that's a content idea. I can use this and expand on this and cater to these issues. If you aren't solving problems with your content and catering to your audience, then there's no real use for your content whatsoever. If someone doesn't actually find it helpful, then what is the reason for your content? You need to be thinking, right, how can I cater to the problems of my audience? Because if you're not, they aren't going to find it interesting. They aren't going to interact with it. They aren't going to share it. They aren't going to save it. There's going to be no engagement whatsoever. You need to be making sure you are catering to the problems of your audience. That way you can maximize your engagement, maximize your reach and grow your audience accordingly. So please don't just post random content. You can ask, find common issues that people can relate to. Quora is a great place to find content ideas. You can search for certain topics. So for example, I often search social media marketing and look for questions that are coming up time and time and time again. Because I see that there are topics coming up time and time again, I know that is something a lot of people struggle with. And if a lot of people struggle with something, that is something that I can create content for that people can relate to. You see how it relates, it see how it corresponds, it's really not difficult. Your content just needs to cater to the problems of your audience. If it does, you're solving a problem. If you're solving a problem, people like you because you are helping them. If you are helping people, it is likely that they're going to share your content and if they share your content, you grow your audience. See how it's a nice little cycle, but it all works in your own favor even though you are catering to the problems of your audience in the first place. Simple, tip number two, Cater to your problems, don't post random content in hope that people will like it. Tip number three, and this closely relates to the text point I made on my first point that you should follow, and that is to make sure that you are using white space in your design. Now this is more of a design point, and if you don't know, white space is essentially just a blank area around your page. You don't want to fill your page with just busy content, you don't want pictures on every single slide, you don't want to fill every single space, you need to let your text breathe. If you head over to my Instagram page and look at my carousels, on certain slides all I will have is three lines of text and some arrows pointing to the next slide, that is it. But that really, really draws the audience's attention to the point I am making with the text. If people aren't reading the text, if people aren't reading the actual value, then your post is useless again. So you need to make sure your text is the main focus point of each slide. If it's not and you're just drawing attention away with random pexels images or what you might think is cool little designs, that distracts from the point. You don't need that. So have white space on your content. Leave a lot of space for your text to breathe. That way your audience is drawn to the true value of your post because that is what you want. Moving on to tip number four. And this is arguably one of the most important points on today's podcast episode, but it is to make sure that your cover slide, so the very first slide, is as eye-catching and attention-drawing as possible, because this is going to be what people see. Yes, with carousels, you do get a second chance by Instagram. If someone doesn't scroll across on your carousel, you might not know this, but if someone doesn't scroll across on your carousel, ignores it, they will then show the second slide of your carousel on the top of their feed when they next come onto the app. 
so you get two chances with a carousel. That is also another good thing because it doubles the amount of impressions you get because you get given that second chance. But you want to be using that first chance as best you possibly can. It needs to be eye-catching, it needs to draw attention. So arguably you need to be spending the most time on your cover slide opposed to any of the other slides. For me, I use big, bold text with a really, really relatable headline, but not too long. My headline is maximum five words long, but it needs to be powerful, it needs to be impactful. Tools to impact or tools to improve, how you whatever, something that people can instantly relate to and go, right, that content is about that piece of information. I clearly need to read this. And then I actually use stock images of myself. You will see a lot of pages on Instagram going onto Pexels or Freepik and taking their stock images off of these websites. If you are a personal brand, the key is in the name. Be personal, use pictures of yourself. I know it can be quite scary to get in front of a camera and I have been doing it for a while so I don't really mind, but you need to be making this jump. It's so simple, you just take a picture on your phone, we've all got mobile phones, if you're using Instagram, you've got a mobile phone, take a picture up against a blank wall, remove the background and put your face on your content because you've got to think about it this way. If your piece of content ends up going viral and reaching 10,000, 20,000 people, that's 20,000 people seeing your face. Whereas if you've got a Pexels image of some random model that you don't know, that's 20,000 people seeing their face. And if you've got a personal brand, you want people to know about you, not the random person on Pexels. So you need to make sure that you're using your face and putting that on your content as much as you possibly can. That is why I'm a huge advocate for using my own stock images. Another good thing about your own stock images is I often used to spend hours finding this perfect stock image that I th knew I had in my mind. I knew what I wanted to see, but I just couldn't find it because there wasn't a model doing that pose. Whereas if you've got something in your mind that you know you want to use, you can just take a picture of yourself doing that exact pose. You don't have to spend hours scrolling for that specific thing that you know you want. Just head over to your camera roll, import your photo, remove the background, and there you have it. You've got the perfect stock image without the hassle of looking for that stock image that you know you want in your mind. So back to the point, you need to be making your cover slides as eye-catching as possible because it's that headline that is going to get people to consequently scroll through the rest of your carousel. So a good picture of yourself eye-catching might be like you might be doing like a shocked pose or pointing towards the headline where they need to see. That is going to draw their attention to the headline. You put in an eye-catching headline or an impactful headline that is easily relatable to the person viewing it they're going to want to read onwards. Your cover slide is everything. It's what gets people to read the rest of your content. Spend a lot of time on it. Don't just wing it. Don't come up with some awful headline that's 12 words long that people can't really read because the text is too small. Big, bold headline, impactful, great picture of you. There you have it, perfect cover slide. Moving on to the next point though, you need to make sure that your content is relatable to your audience. And this does closely relate to making sure that it answers a problem, but relatable content is content that often people will engage with. If you have had a problem in the past, 
make that a piece of content. This is another content idea that I use all the time, speaking from personal experiences and talking about mistakes you've made. If you have made a mistake as a creator, as an entrepreneur, it is likely that somebody else has made that same mistake. We're all on a similar journey, so we're all gonna hit some bumps in the road that are similar to that of other people. So if you hit something that you know people are likely to overcome in the future, then you better talk about it. Let people know about this problem that you've had so that they don't have to try and overcome it in the future. You've already told them and they can avoid it. Or you might be talking about this point and someone else might be going through this problem at exactly the same time, but because you post about it, they now know how to overcome it. Your content is really, really relatable. And because people actually relate to it, they are then going to obviously want to read the rest of it to see how they can actually overcome it. So if you've had this problem, somebody else has had this problem, it's likely so many other people have also had this problem. So it's really, really shareable content as well. Because if you help one person, they might think, oh, I also had this problem. So I'm gonna share this with my audience in case they have this problem. And it could snowball and snowball and snowball and your post could end up going viral because you've talked about a problem that a lot of people are having. So if your content is relatable, the engagement potential is phenomenal. So talk about your problems, talk about experiences, talk about things that just come up day to day that you know other people experience as well. Make your content relatable because the engagement potential is ridiculous. Now, moving on to the final point of today's episode, and that is to make sure that you aren't talking about too many different topics in your post. I know it can be tempting to go off track and I've seen a lot of people doing it because you do have eight slides and that's a lot of space to talk about a topic. So you need to make sure you, with your post, just pick one specific topic to talk about. You don't want to be all over the place because that is going to lose people's attention and make them confused. So whatever you say on your cover slide, what your post is about, stick to that. Don't go off track or don't have a headline that's about lots of different things. Just have one specific topic dedicated to each of your posts. For example, eight great YouTube channels to follow. You have your cover slide, eight great YouTube channels to follow, eight slides where you have eight different creators, final slide, who else do you watch on YouTube? There you have it. That is a perfect carousel example. I have actually used that one myself and it performed incredibly well because people love to find new creators to learn from. Lots of people commented about who they watch on YouTube, you name it. But that is how you could structure a carousel perfectly while sticking to one specific niche. Another one, let's go back to that topic where you're talking about a problem. Only stick to that problem. Have the first couple of slides saying, Oh, have you experienced this? Have you done this? Have you done that? Did you come across this? That is what is going to get people hooked because they're going to be going, yes, I have had that experience. I have had that problem. And then talk them through your problem and what specifically happened to you. And then in the final two slides, talk about how you overcame it. See how you construct your characters. You're keeping people hooked, you're making it relatable, and then you're providing the value at the very end, but you're only sticking to one topic throughout. So my final point, make sure you are only speaking about one thing and not loads of random things making your carousel really, really confusing. 
So there you have it. They are the mistakes that you need to be avoiding that I see time and time again with Instagram carousels. As I said, I've been doing this for 108 or so days straight now. I have learned a thing or two along the way and I'm just teaching you guys now so you don't make the same mistakes I did at the very beginning. And that does round up today's episode of the podcast. If you have any questions with regards to anything I have mentioned in today's episode, just reach out to me on Instagram at the marketing Ethan. Send me a DM and I'll make sure I get back to you no matter what. But if you did enjoy today's episode, hit subscribe, hit follow, depending on what platform you are on. That way you are never ever going to miss an episode when I post every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. But if you did enjoy today's episode and you were listening on Apple Podcasts, I would really, really appreciate if you head over to the show page, scroll to the bottom and leave the show a five-star rating and review. If you do leave a review, please take a screenshot of it, send it to me on Instagram as a picture and I will give you a shout-out on my Instagram story just as a little thank you and give you a shout-out in the next episode of the podcast just to show my thanks and support for listening to the podcast and leaving me that review. But I just want to finish off by saying if you have made it to this point in the episode, thank you all for tuning in to Social Media Marketing School.